0: following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well,
1: one for the Don't you Okay, hello again. This is Jim Dunn here with Dunn's Deal, the place where you'll be done and you'll be glad you've been done. Be done all, (laughs) all the time. Done for, done with, done without, done in, and done over. So anyhow i love being here on friday nights so much better ending up the the week instead of dredging it up again from uh, over the weekend i want to talk first half of the show about joe biden and his he finally got around to giving a state of the union speech though he didn't call it that what did he call it oh joint session of congress what the difference is, I don't know. He was late. <laughs> you know, even a president that's recently elected usually gives a State of the Union address. What can someone do that's, say, that's only been in office a month? Well, the State of the Union address is usually just like a, a laundry list of things that you want to do. And things that you have done. Well, Joe Biden did not disappoint in that realm. He took credit for everything that Trump had accomplished over the last year. Warp speed the vaccination program that Trump had sped through the the federal drug administration he, <laughs> he bypassed much much of the uh, required testing and got an early not early, but an emergency approval. And there'll be more on that later. And, of course, he brought in the military to help deliver all the uh, the vials all throughout the country. So, as for the emergency approval, the vaccine, in some estimates, did not pass animal tests. Previous COVID tests among animals ...produced deaths in almost all the animals tested, according to Sherry Tenpenny. That's when they tested other similar COVID uh, strains. And um, and it's a... Well, I'll get into what it is soon. But anyhow, others claim that it has not passed human trials. And others say they're ongoing. Like, for instance... People who are taking it now are the guinea pigs. And uh, you know what's interesting about this emergency approval thing? Uh, you're supposed to get uh, paperwork to sign off on it that tells you exactly what is in it and what the side effects could be. Uh, which the side effects are not pretty, but uh, that hasn't been done. And uh, frankly, that's on uh, Donald Trump too. And I hope that one of these days he uh, begs off on this because this has been. This is going to be something that comes back to bite him in the future, as it will for many others. OK, there have been over three thousand deaths due to the vaccine, not that Biden was speaking about this at the uh, the congressional at the State of the Union speech, the joint session of Congress. But there have been 3,000 deaths in the United States uh, due to the vaccine, which is not really a vaccine, but a gene-modifying drug. Vaccines are supposed to be able to ensure protection against the disease that's it been developed for. You know, like measles vaccine needs to be protect against measles. Smallpox needs to protect against that. The m NRA vaccines have not been proven to be effective against COVID. In fact, many people who have been fully vaccinated still get COVID. I believe that President Trump fell victim to the outrageous overhyping of the disease. And out of concern for people's safety and a heavy dose of personal hypochondria... He gave into the biggest hoax that has ever been pulled off on the American public. So, we'll get into more of this. It looks like there's somebody on the line already. So, caller number one, go ahead.
0: Wow, I'm listening to you. I'm saying to myself, wow, where, are you, where do you come from?
1: Where do I come from? I come from Mars. Where do you come from?
0: <laughs> I come from planet Earth. That's good. Uh-huh. What's up? So, let's What's establish ourselves. All right, so you're from outer space. I'm based on reality. I'm serious, really seriously. I'm listening to you and I'm going.
1: What do you disagree to with? Information?
0: I mean, I'm serious. It's like it's like it's like you've got a radio voice that a thousand people are going to listen to you. And Good. To be a, to they be should, should
1: top listen top top to me. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, go to her site online and uh, you'll see all this information there. The, do you believe the vaccine is safe?
0: Sure, I do. And I Have do you had it? Yes, I
1: have. And I'll say a prayer for you.
0: Oh, please. No, I'm serious. Okay. Oh, please.
1: Come Don't on. All please me. This this is un... Okay, how come it's got a, an emergency... Your you didn't
0: get a polio shot. you would be walking around with a limp leg today. Well, I am. How, right, I've got 15... I have you know, 15 pins in my... Okay. Yeah, really I have 15... Program, you're not. I'm really going to hang up right now because... Go I right feel, ahead. I will. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. And God bless you, too. The vaccine has not been approved. The gene modification drug has not. Turn that off. Has not been approved by the FDA. This was a huge mistake on Trump's part. And according to many doctors, including Sherry Tenpenny. And the doctors for uh, frontline doctors for America. Later on this summer or this fall, we'll be seeing a lot of problems due to this untested vaccine. And um, it's not going to be a good thing. There have been 3,000 people that have died. That's according to the CDC. They've got this program, uh, VAERS. Vaccine, uh, I forget what the A stands for. But when there's bad reactions, vaccine adverse reaction um, something or other. There have been 3,000 people that have died to this. Remember when the Johnson & Johnson vaccine got um, got pulled for a couple of days because there were a couple of people that died from blood clots and uh, six other people had serious uh, illnesses because of it. Now, I'm going to grant it right now that the, the actual numbers compared to the millions of vaccines that have been put out there are is small now although it's about 10 times as many deaths and illnesses that happen uh, to the regular flu vaccine but according to the research and this is not allowed on ABC CBS NBC, MSNBC, CNN, they will not allow any, any bad talk about the vaccines to get out there. And um, according to the researchers who have looked into this, later on in the summer and in the fall, there are going to be many adverse reactions to, to this drug drug. Because it opens up your genes to be modified. That's why it's called a gene-modifying drug. And another word for modifying your genes is cancerous growth. So, you know, uh, if you've gotten the, the uh, vaccine, uh, you can go to Sherry Tenpenny's site. See what she would, um, would give for an antidote. I know that that, uh, that Natural News, Mike Adams, he also had a podcast on there. Uh, I think it was Taking Antioxidants. I forget exactly what it was, but how you can improve your health even though you've gotten the vaccine through natural means. Uh, So, yeah, I know some people aren't going to like this, but it's going to be a lot worse later on this year when the deaths start coming in. Oh, and by the way, the deaths will be called a new variant of COVID. That's how they'll hide all this stuff. But uh, anyhow, this this hoax, as you just heard, has fooled many American people. It ruined the greatest economy that we ever had, sent the whole populace into hiding in their houses and behind a cloth mask. The hoax also led to the greatest election steal that has ever been pulled off. Many states across the nation allowed blind vote-by-mail ballots to be sent to their election precincts, um, stuffing the ballot boxes with fraudulent votes. The vote by mail was cheat by mail. Also, Democratic precincts such as Atlanta, Georgia, were allowed to shoo out Republican and independent poll watchers out of the building until the Democratic operatives were free to continue counting the ballots pulled out from under tables uh, that were covered with tablecloths going down to the floor, hiding all the all the suitcases filled with empty uh extra ballots. It was caught on video, by the way. And again, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC and CNN probably didn't show it too much. Fox News did, other places online did. In fact I saw it so often I got tired of watching it. Oh, Detroit did a similar thing as well. And they they added, you know, putting um You know, putting cardboard or maybe it was, you know, uh, light plywood up on the windows to prevent anyone from looking in to see what was going on. Now, what does that have to do with Biden's speech? Well, he is not the president. He is the thief in chief. He is the pretender to the throne. He is a false president at best. And he would not have gotten in there if it wasn't for this elaborate hoax that, that put fear into people in the United States and allowed for a massive nationwide stuffing of the ballots. All this resulted from the COVID, coax, COVID hoax, which came from Wuhan, China, of course. The Wuhan flu Okay, so is there any surprise that Biden would be stealing Trump's thunder in doling out the vaccine? The question is, who gets the blame later on when the recipients of these, these vaccines um, start getting ill? You know, you, there, there have already been miscarriages, emergency uh, hysterectomies. Yeah. Okay. A little programming. Is that for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was a business line. No,
0: that's the 800
1: number. Okay, 800 number. Out of state. Let's see who this is. Hello, out of stater. How you doing?
2: Hi. Okay. How
1: about you? Doing fine. What's on your mind?
2: A lot of the people, when they receive that second vaccination, I've noticed, the, uh, this is, I do it by my own observation, not by what the television tells me or somebody else. I kind of try to do my own um, observation of everything. And I've noticed a lot of people, because I ask everybody a lot of questions,
1: uh-huh.
2: they, they get sick after that second vaccination yes I mean, sometimes it's it's a headache but some people have been pretty sick for like um, 2 or 3 days to up to 2 weeks with a I mean and very very sick so don't you think that they could be contagious what, what is your feeling about that? I just wanted to
1: ask you. Uh, yes. Do you think they really have, have the virus? There, there's a term they're, they're using right now, shredding. I I don't know why they use that term, it, but it, it pr- pretty much means contagious. Uh, so, yes, yeah. if if you have had um, both shots, or I guess it would be with the J&J, the one shot, um... You can be contagious uh, for a while I, I, I'm sorry if I'm uh, sounding the alarm here, but uh, people have to know this and um, oh, yes. you know this is this is but quite uh, I, a dramatic thing
2: I wanted to ask you about this pot this one pot I heard today this radio host um, uh, happened to be talking about the, whenever they talk about vaccinations, I'm listening right away. And he said on the CDC, I think it's on the CDC website, that they have tested people after the virus. I think I've heard that too. And people who do not, I mean, after they've had the vaccination, I'm sorry, I mean.
1: Yes, which makes um, you a guinea pig. uh,
2: well, yeah, well, they test you after the vaccination. Oh,
1: I see. D- people, d- to see if you yeah, have and it.
2: Then they tested, they tested people who did not have the vaccination. So I was suspicious of that. I mean, a lot of things ran through my mind, and everything I thought is true. The ones who have the vaccination do not get the same test as the people who did not get the vaccination. The ones who receive the vaccination get the less sensitive test. So it shows up that they probably don't have the virus. But if you did not get the vaccination, you get that very sensitive test. You know how different states use different tests, like Rhode Island has a real sensitive test, whereas Florida is not as sensitive. So don't you think that's kind of... um, suspicious?
1: Well, the whole test, no, the, if you talk about the that. PCR test, it's suspicious because depending on where you set the cycles to measure it, it can get, you, you can get a um, uh, a positive or you can get a negative, depending on oh. how, how you set the variables on the test itself.
2: Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. See, they set it at a uh, a, um a lower um you know a more sensitive
1: actually the high, higher would be more sensitive mm-hmm.
2: uh well the higher okay the higher the higher one test was given to the one that did not have the vaccination and the lower one the one that wasn't as sensitive you know what i mean yes it looked like they didn't have it i mean don't you think that's kind of suspicious that
1: I think this—I I think this whole thing has been suspicious. Um, I do my best not to wear the mask uh, wherever I'm at, um, and uh, I think, uh, well, as I've been saying, this has been the biggest hoax pulled on the United States, ruined the economy, and um, frightened the American people. But uh, there's there's still hope. Um, you know, um, Mike oh, Adams is a good know. place. For, is for for good. He's natural news. Uh, he's good for um, you know positive um, you know things to do for your health. And so is Doctor Sherry Tenpenny, and her last name yes, is spelled I, the way that I it's in. have heard
2: before. I've heard of her. I used to hear her on. Um, George Nury. um but I haven't heard her um, very often lately. But I guess, um, yeah. I mean, you wonder how those people
1: survive. I don't know, but uh, I gotta get going. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Okay. And
2: for the program. Bye. Okay.
1: Call again. Thank you. Okay. Well, six twenty-four already, so. Let's take a little commercial break, and we shall be back for more.
0: James Dunn of Dunn's Deal is producing his first video documentary. Here he is to tell you about the documentary that he has written.
1: The Battle of Jutland is a sea battle in World War I that has long been forgotten, but it was instrumental in the start of that conflict. Most historians are familiar with the killing of Archduke Ferdinand in Serbia, claiming that that was the reason for the war. That was only a flashpoint. The naval buildup by Germany at the turn of the 20th century was the real reason for it. Germany dared to challenge Britain on the high seas. There was only one major naval battle in the war, the Battle of Jutland. Germany bested Britain, but still lost. Then they decided to re-engage in submarine warfare, something that was sure to bring the United States into the war. Watch for the documentary of a shrouded piece of history that shaped the 20th century. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book The United States of Empire in paperback is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk
0: about his soon-to-be-printed
1: next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone, Providence area, with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass., was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island, was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag Tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc Tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did, and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church. In the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Okay, welcome back to Dunn's Deal. And uh, this is the place where you get dealt cards from Dunn, and it is a fair deal. And I want to talk about my book there that I was just talking about uh, on the the ad about uh, uh, the King Philip's War Captain Benjamin Church in the King Philip's War. It's about the uh, war in 1675 that took place in and around. Uh, the area here of Blackstone Valley, uh, you know, parts of uh, all over Massachusetts, from just north of us to uh, close to Boston, down to Plymouth. and Went out to uh, the Connecticut River Valley, and it was a war that that established, for good or bad. The dealings with the, between the English later on, the Americans, with the Native Americans for the next 200 years. And I, I took a look at it because I wanted to look at Kenj- Benjamin Church. Because of what... Um, black lives matter and antifa had been doing tearing down heroes all over the united states tearing down their statues even tearing down like christopher columbus tearing down george washington thomas jefferson and i wanted to do something to combat this anti-american this hatred of the united states but you know what could i do and, and I've been kicking around this idea of, of writing about uh, Captain Benjamin Church, so I came up with the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War, about his interactions with it, but it's got a lot more characters than just Captain Benjamin Church and King Philip. It, it deals with, with a lot of different people, men and women, and how they reacted to a war that was in their backyard, in our backyard. So, it's a great piece of history. I think it's a great book. But uh, if you buy it and read it, you can tell me what you think of it. Pro or con. It'll be out in a couple of months. Still waiting to hear back on it. But uh, that's the update on my new book. So, I want to... Oh, we should go to Joe Biden here. Let's see, where do I find... There we go. Biden with Xi and Putin.
0: Oh, so informative. The investments I proposed tonight also advance the foreign policy, in my view, that benefits of the middle class. That means making sure every nation plays by the same rules in the global economy, including China. My discussions in my discussion with President Xi, I told him we welcome the competition. We're not looking for conflict. But I made absolutely clear that we will defend America's interest across the board. America will stand up to unfair trade practices and undercut American workers and American industries like subsidies from state-to-state-owned operations and enterprises and the theft of American technology and intellectual property. I also told President Xi that we'll maintain a strong military presence in the Indo-Pacific just as we do for NATO and Europe. Not to start a conflict, but to prevent one. I told them what I've said to many world leaders, that America will not back away from our commitments, our commitment to human rights and fundamental freedoms and our alliances. I pointed out to him, no responsible American president could remain silent when basic human rights are being so blatantly violated. An American president president, has to represent the essence of what our country stands for. America is an idea, the most unique idea in history. We are created, all of us equal. It's who we are. And we cannot walk away from that principle and in fact say we're dealing with the American idea. With regard to Russia, I know it concerns some of you, but I made very clear to Putin that we're not going to seek escal- excuse me, escalation, but their actions will have consequences. if They turn out to be true, and they turned out to be true. So I responded directly, proportionally, to Russia's interference in our elections and the cyber attacks on our government and our business. They did both of these things and I told them we would respond and we have.
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, basically, Joe's a liar or what he read was a lie. Uh, I don't know if he's got enough of a mind to make his his own speeches, but um, Russia did not interfere with the election, not in 2016 and not in 2020. We have ruined our relationships with uh, Russia uh, diplomatically because someone in the deep state, whoever wrote that speech, wants to have a war with Russia. They, They want us in the Ukraine if and when Russia invades there. It used to be a part of their country. And um, they may, there may be a war there. We should stay out of it. As for Xi Jinping, yep, those Chinese names are a little hard to get used to, but Xi Jinping, um, he's already slapped around our uh, Secretary of, of, of State. Uh, there was a meeting about a month ago. It was up in Alaska on our home, own home turf, and Tony Blinken, who is the Secretary of State, um, he he tried to dress down the Chinese, and the Chinese came back and said, "You are you have no standing to talk to us like that, and you will not talk to us like that." And and after that exchange um Tony Blinken was just playing nice nice to to China so there were tough words in there written for Joe in his speech and he read them well uh he also well he kind of read the the stuff to uh, Putin really well if you remember he called him a killer a little while ago and uh It threatened sanctions on on him and his country and basically brought about a diplomatic brouhaha with what he was saying. Oh, that's right. He threatened Putin without stating what the specific actions would be. But he said, just watch in a very threatening way. And then in response... Vladimir Putin took the high road and acted like an adult and just said, well, (laughs) you know, when we were kids, we'd be throwing out meaningless, you know, taunts all the time. So we don't pay attention to childish taunts. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Biden is as big a fool on the international scene as he is on the national scene. But there is one thing that he has his um, Department of Justice doing. And they are actively considering domestic terrorism law to target white supremacists. You know, like those domestic terrorists that uh, that invaded the Capitol back on January 6th. Oh, I made we had such a great time there. We went into, uh, we didn't plunder. Uh, we, we didn't steal. But we broke a window. And the cops shot one of us. Yeah, The cops shot Ashley Babbitt. Uh, that, that police officer has not been identified, even though uh, D.C. law says that in a police shooting uh, within... 24 or 48 hours, you have to disclose who it is that, you know, that did the shooting, um, you know, and the reasons why and all that sort of stuff. But of course, the Capitol has their own rules and they don't have to tell you who it is. Actually, the, the name was put out there on the internet. I haven't seen it again in about two weeks, so maybe the name wasn't right. The Internet is not always right, but it's more trustworthy than ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, or CNN. You can throw NPR in, in that alphabet soup, too. But the FBI has warned that domestic violent extremists pose a heightened threat for carrying out attacks in the U.S. in the near future. On Wednesday night, President Joe Biden told the Congress that white supremacy is terrorism after claiming that the U.S. intelligence considers it the most lethal terrorist threat to our homeland today. Okay, well, you know, I'm white, I'm domestic, and some people might say that my... Viewpoints are extreme. I'm sure that first caller I had tonight would say I'm an extremist. So, you know, does that make me a white supremacy terrorism terrorist? A little water, excuse me, with my whistle. No, I don't believe in white supremacy. Uh, there's a verse in the Bible where it says that God has has um, has made man of of one blood. So if you have red blood in you, we're a part of mankind and womankind. Don't feel left out, ladies. Mankind, especially <laughs> biblically, is a generic term meaning everybody, men and women. Yeah, you don't. Ha- <laughs> You don't have uh, men if there's no women. <laughs> and as Maurice Chevalier used to, used to sing, and boy, this is going to get me in hot water. Thank heaven for little girls, for they grow up in the most wonderful way. I'm not going to sing it, you know. But, um, yeah. Anyhow, back to uh, domestic terrorists. Hours earlier, the House Intelligence Committee, this is before the speech, uh, the chairman there, Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, oh yeah, that that piece of dumb. He set the stage for the new narrative telling MSNBC's Nicole Wallace that the predominant part of the domestic, uh, domestic threat is white nationalists, adding... We can't ignore that because of the political sensitivity that some folks are part of the Trump base. So he's setting up the stage that Trump voters are white nationalists. Less than 24 hours later, Bloomberg is reporting that Biden DOG is actively considering whether well, to seek a new law which would allow prosecutors to bring specific charges for domestic terrorists who plot or carry out attacks, according to senior department officials? So you white terrorists, quit playing Stratego. Don't pull out your risk board anymore. Someone may think that you're plotting. One of the things this article goes on to say... As we're looking at, okay, one of the things we're looking at is would we need new authorities, said the Deputy Assistant Attorney General for the department's National Security Division. Wegman added that while the department has been successful in using existing laws to fight domestic terrorism, including Charges for offenses including weapons or explosives violations, hate, hate crimes, and arson. There have been more than 430 arrests made in connection with the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol, carried out by extremist supporters of then-President Donald Trump. Yeah, and a lot of those 430 arrestees are rotten in jail right now. Not being let out Not given bail This is what This is what can happen to you When you become a domestic terrorist And I want to look at some things That are happening in Canada So I want to wrap this up Fairly quickly But The FBI The article goes on to say Has warned that domestic violent extremists Pose a heightened threat For carrying out attacks in the US In the near future with white supremacists being the most lethal threat. And currently, no law lets the government designate domestic terrorists as terrorists or bring specific charges for domestic terrorism. That contrasts with laws to combat uh, international terrorism, which allows the government to designate groups and bring charges for providing these groups with material support. So basically, there's people in the government, people in the deep state and the FBI that uh, that want to treat American political activities that they don't like as domestic terrorism. So they can go after them like uh, they would Al-Qaeda or, or ISIS or, you know, that, that's the way they, they look that people that want a small government, that people that say that Joe Biden stole the election, actually not him. He doesn't have the mental capacity to have pulled it off. But people around him had the capacity to pull it off. It was stolen. And I guess that makes me a domestic terrorist. This is the last paragraph of the article, and I'm going to go on to other stuff. It says, perhaps the DOJ can find a way to stop all these white supremacists from murdering hundreds of young black men in Chicago, which stands at 198 year to date, or the dozens upon dozens of attacks on Asians by these domestic terrorists. Well, most of the murdering going on in Chicago is black on black crime. And the attacks on Asians... If you watch the um, uh, the video replays of them, are usually black upon Asian. And I'm not trying to single out blacks, but that's just the facts. In fact, there, <laughs> uh, there was a rally in uh, New York City against um, white supremacy. And it was after uh, one of these attacks on an Asian person. Turned out that the attack was by a black person, but they still had the anti-white supremacy rally. Anyhow, you know, it was it was the the white supremacists that made that black man attack the Asian? Uh, I think it was an Asian lady. But <sighs> facts don't matter. It's just the narrative that ma- that matters. So, let me take a little break. I'll take a. Drink of water, and then we'll be back for some more stuff. I want to visit with Arturo Pulaski up there in, in Canada. He's he's in trouble again, that nasty, mean, ugly Christian guy. Oh, wait till you hear what he's done now. He's holding church services on Sunday mornings. <gasps> no. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Phillips War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone, Providence area, with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass., was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island, was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book. Captain Benjamin Church and the King Phillips.
0: Land, high!
1: people are mees we're back back for more okay i want to go to to uh, calgary canada after a quick stop over in london uk christian pastor arrested for saying marriage is between a man and a woman <gasps> my god a Christian pastor would actually say that. How homophobic of him! How dare he say that? That's in the That's in the UK. That's in England. Now, cross the the uh, pond, and we'll come up to the north country to uh, Calgary. And this is by the Rebel News. Calgary police obtain secret warrant to use any force necessary to disrupt church service. A couple of weeks ago, I played you this stuff about um, Arthur Pulaski, Pastor Arthur Pulaski. He had chased out of his church about six cops, one of a health care woman, I don't know if health care, health department woman, because they came in to interrupt his church service uh, to you know investigate his church, see what they were doing. And if you can't guess the guy by the guy's name, Pulaski, he comes uh, from Poland and he as a young man witnessed what communism is all about. He chased them out. He called them commies. He called them Nazis. He called them Gestapo. It was great. So now we pick up the story. The cops have come back again. Uh, but they keep coming on Sundays. They don't come during the week and go to his office, uh, you know, and, and raise their concerns with him. Then they want to come during his services. And uh, the first time I played I a cut from him. Second time I don't have a cut from him. But they they wanted to come in, and they had a piece of paper. It wasn't a warrant. And they just wanted to sit in the back of, of the um, the auditorium there, the back of the room. He wouldn't allow them because he knew that they were there to intimidate. You know, if, he, if they were in where the church service was, no one would be paying attention to the church service. No one would be paying attention to the sermon. Everyone would be trying to look over their shoulders and see if the cops are still there. And Oh, by the way, they sent a SWAT team. You know, for those evil, nasty Christians. Yeah, I never know when they're going to pull out their AK-47s, you know. So anyhow, I'm going to pick up the news and the Calgary police obtained secret warrant to use any force necessary to disrupt the church service. It's going to happen again this uh, Sunday morning. (laughs) Go figure. So it's by Rebel News and it says, Rebels, talking to the people reading Rebel News, we have an absolute emergency on our hands. There is another pastor in Alberta who could potentially face jail time just like Pastor James Coates of Grace Life Church. The pastor is known to you. Actually, he's known to the world. Pastor Art Pulowski was our uh, first fight the fines case after we received lockdown tickets for feeding the homeless. How dare he? Outside in Calgary, Alberta. Something the police called an illegal gathering. Art continued to rack up tickets because he refuses to stop feeding the homeless. That domestic terrorist. How dare he? And he doesn't wear a mask when he does it either. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Pull out your guns. <laughs> oh, this guy is a threat. Also, Art doesn't limit his church services to 15% of the fire code capacity. The city hates him for it. And, by the way, there is a uh, homosexual Muslim at Thought that Muslims didn't like homosexuals, but um, homosexual Muslim who is the mayor of the city and he absolutely hates Pulowski. He's part of the reason why the cops keep coming back there. Talking about. Um, okay. Okay. Talking about the video that went viral. Well, even after that video embarrassed not only Alberta Health Services. But also the Calgary Police Service, on an international scale, they came back. They're out to show art. Who's boss? Uh, tip to the cops. You're not the boss. God is. Arthur Pulowski serves a higher authority than the metropolitan cops in, a, uh, in Calgary, Alberta. Okay, remember when Art told the police to come back with a warrant? Well, they did. A secret warrant obtained in secret using secret evidence. To summarize, we've got a secret hearing and a secret warrant containing secret allegations against a pastor in Calgary, Alberta. And if that pastor doesn't allow a health inspector to disrupt the sanctity of his church service, he'll be taken before a judge, using any force necessary, and tossed in jail for contempt. Now, if if you watched that uh, video from a couple weeks ago, uh, Pastor Pulowski was very forceful, but he never touched them. He was never violent. But oh, did he tell them what, what where they stood? I mean, they, they were scum of the earth. Sorry, I mean I'm usually pro-cop, but when you act like a Gestapo agent, then you are a Gestapo at that point in time. When you're shutting down church services, you're a Gestapo. And by the way, uh, yeah, there it is—the Charter of Rights. You know, we have our Constitution and the uh, you know, the Bill of Rights. Well, Canada has their Charter of Rights. And according to the Charter of Rights, if you interfere with a, a church service at all, you are breaking the law. And since it's in the Charter of Rights, that's like doing something that's unconstitutional. Like uh, shutting down free speech of a, a pastor or a priest or something like that. And there, there's a reason why I, I bring up these these two things. And it does have uh, a lot to do with what I was reading about, uh, you know, Joe Biden's speech. And, you know, he was talking about the uh, the Bill of Rights and the amendments that they they um, aren't absolute. Well, no, Joe, they are absolute when. The Second Amendment says that you can't infringe on our rights to keep and bear our arms. It means that you can't infringe. And you know when the what was it? The, the amendment to that that barred uh, slavery in the country. I believe that was the Thirteenth Amendment. Is that not absolute? Are we going to start allowing some uh, some slavery? How about the Fifteenth Amendment, which which gave the right, you know, to, gave the right to to former slaves to be able to vote? Uh, are, are we going to say that that that's just the partial, that that can be limited, or how about uh, the Nineteenth Amendment? Nineteenth, the Eighteenth Amendment, which gave the the right to women to vote, uh, can that be abridged? Can that be uh, cut back on? You see what, what's what's happening is our amend our rights are getting cut back, and what is happening to Arthur Pulowski? What happened to that that uh, uh, pastor? in the UK can happen here it can happen with any of our rights because the first amendment protects the right of freedom of speech it protects religious uh, rights second amendment protects your gun rights for when the government becomes tyrannical and you can raise up in revolution against them but these rights eh, they're just kind of iffy for Joe and you see what's happening with Arthur P- Pulowski up in Canada. What happened to that preacher in, um, in Canada uh, can happen here. And um, if you don't think so, just watch because it, it's happening in, in other countries, countries that are very similar to us. And it's going to come here, people, if we don't stop it, if we don't get rid of the liar-in-chief, the thief-in-chief, if we don't get rid of uh, people that want to encroach on our rights. So anyhow, this has been Dunsville. Tune in again next week for more and
0: This is a Dunn's Deal. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in Friday evenings at 6.05 for Jim's perspective on the issues of the week. You're listening to WNRI Woonsocket.